it's not the trunk that holds the tree up in a big storm. It's the roots. What is it that adds health, that nourishes the tree? It's your roots. And so in a business, what nourishes your business is actually the community. Welcome to the Growability Podcast, your home for leadership, management, and marketing education, where we teach business and nonprofit leaders how to flourish in life and work. In today's episode, we talk about the seventh step of the Growability model, building community. What are the key five areas in the community that your business should focus on? Here are your hosts, Joshua McLeod and Bernie Anderson. Last week, we talked about the structure of your business, of your organization. That's the trunk, learning how to master money. And uh, so I'm excited today to talk about uh, roots and what we're finding that roots is, is the ability to build community. Where do you start with that, Joshua? How do you build community? Yeah. So, you know, if you think about following the analogy of a tree, it's not the trunk that holds the tree up in a big storm. It's the roots. If a tree has deep roots, it allows that tree to really reach its full potential. I can only grow as tall in a tree as I have roots that grow deep. So every time you look out at that oak tree that's, you know, 80 feet tall, well, it's also 80 feet deep. What is it that adds health, that nourishes the tree? It's your roots. And so in a business, what nourishes your business is actually the community. I'll tell you something I learned when I was in Alaska, Joshua. Right next to these glaciers are these these groups of trees that are growing. Alaska is one of the most astounding places I've ever been in my life. Oh, I just like love that place. But I have got to go. There's these groves of trees. Those trees have been there for like hundreds of years. And the wind around these glaciers, like the wind speeds will get up to two or 300 miles an hour at certain times of the year. I mean, it's crazy, like just wild country, right? And the question is, how do these trees stay put? Well, when you dig down, these roots for these trees are actually not very deep, but they are connected. One tree wouldn't be able to stand, but like all of the trees together, they can withstand two, 300 mile an hour winds because their roots are not only in the ground and wide, but the roots are connected. And I think that this particular section of the growability model is the connection that you have with the customer, your business, and all of the other parts of the community around you that makes it like really powerful, right? In any community, there's kind of like five major areas of community development, where if you don't have these five areas of community development, your community won't be very established. So the five areas of community development in any community, one is you have government. The government kind of sets the laws and the rules, but then you have business. So business stimulates economic growth. If business is good in a community, it's good for the community. You know, if I live in Rutherford County and FedEx moves into Rutherford County, well, hey, that's really good for the community. It stimulates not just, uh, it's not just good for FedEx, but it's actually good for the entire community. I have government, I have business. Then you have education. Well, if I have a community that the only school we have is this uh, one-room school room, that's not going to be really good for stimulating education in, mm-hmm. in the community. Then you have the faith community, you know, the, the religious institutions that, that are, are pouring into 
love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, goodness, faithfulness, self-control, all the stuff we get out of the Bible. And then you have the arts community. Art is like fantastic for stimulating education and growth and health. And, And I have a very wide view of art. I see football as art, you know, it's like, Hey, it's physical art, (laughs) you know, the movies and entertainment. And I guess a lot of the news channels now are are more satire than they are actual news. (laughs) So it's like everything in that whole community. So to be a business owner, if I want to be a player in a community, I have to get out of my own head and really start looking at what makes up a community. So a great starting point for thinking about what makes up a community is, okay, in a community, I've got government leaders, I've got business leaders, I've got education leaders, I've got faith leaders, and I have art leaders. And if my business is interconnected with those organizations that already exist within a community, it's going to add a lot of strength and health to my business. So back to your illustration in Alaska, I've got all of these trees and they all have root systems, but I got 200 mile an hour winds and I've got freezing cold winters. How do these trees stay alive? Well, all of those trees are interconnected. The root systems are down interconnected with the other trees in the community. And so now it adds a lot of strength. So if I'm a business that has some good root intermingling with government and art and faith and education, super healthy for my organization. That's super healthy for my my tree, you know, my business. If I am a business that's like, well, I'm going to be a loner and I don't really have to think about all the other pieces of my community. I don't care about art. I don't care about faith. I don't care about government. I don't care about education. Mm-hmm. Well, you're not you're not going to be as healthy a, an organization. I was just reading a book. It's called The Intellectual Life. So it's like this French guy. One of the things that he said, I just read this this morning. If you're doing something, if you're studying, if you're starting a business, if you're doing something that is just for the sake of that thing, right? Like I want to know things just so that I can know things, or I want to start a business just so that I can start a business. It's for me. It's like this selfish kind of motive. It's really successful businesses, the long-term successful, not just successful for a day, are people that are doing what they do for the sake of others and not for just themselves. You can think about your business or like your nonprofit, depending on if that lands in the faith space or the education space or the art space or whatever, like your organization actually impacts government, business, education, faith, and arts. Or it can. It can if you're intentional about it. Yeah, yeah. I love starting at that philosophy. Are you going to make a difference? It's kind of like there there are some people, let's say there are these musicians, and they are just incredible natural talent. They don't have to take a ton of lessons. They don't have to study. They sit down at a piano, and it's like they just, they get it. They pick it up. The thing that I'm always cognizant of with a musician like that is where could they be if they were actually super intentional about their gift? Like we all have like, oh, here's little Johnny. Little Johnny's like has perfect pitch. He can sing on cue. He just is not interested in sitting down to play his scales. Mm -hmm. Well, if little Johnny just doesn't play his scales, he might be able to play the local club. But he's not going to be able to go and play like the Shrimmerhorn unless he actually sits down and practices his scales. The same thing is true with business owners about being intentional with community. Hmm. It's like it's easy to stay 
focused on your own problems because when you start a business, when you run a business, there's a myriad of problems. It's difficult to think about everybody else's problems. What do I want to care about everybody else's problems? I have all of my own problems. However, the organizations that are the most successful are organizations that make the transition from idea to passion to purpose. Right. So everybody who starts a business, they start a business with the idea. Mm-hmm. I think I want to develop some better mousetrap. I think it would be fun to run a restaurant. I think it would be really good, whatever it is that I want to do. I, I want to get in manufacturing. I want to be a doctor. I want to do yeah. whatever it is I want to do. The, it starts with an idea. To actually grow a business, you have to have a lot more than an idea. To actually grow a business, you have to have a passion. So the difference between a passion and an idea is a passion is something that I'm willing to suffer for. I remember being at a uh, conference, or it wasn't a conference, it was like a, a day seminar or something like that. Very famous person has these books about you know finding the job that you love. And there was this guy that said, I have this idea for making my car more efficient and like much better. And he was like, what do I need to do to actually turn this idea into a reality? The speaker at the conference said, well, you just need to believe in your dream and just keep focusing on it. And I was like, you are just here to sell a product. You're not actually trying to help that guy to actually grow his business. Because the correct answer to somebody that has an idea is that idea is only worth 1% of your business success. And it's an important 1% because it's the start. But 99% of your business success is in whether or not you're able to put in the blood, sweat, and tears necessary to see that idea come to fruition. It's like, it's not people who take the first step in the race that win the race. No, It's the people who finish the race. So you can't just take the first step and be like, oh, look at how great my step was. Yeah, that's a great step. It's a step in the right direction. You got to run this thing all the way through. An idea is just an idea, not a lot of value. That's a passion, right. a passion actually has enough energy behind it to actually create some fruit and some benefit. However, the challenge with a passion is that a passion is often focused on yourself. So I love fishing. So I want to build this business so that I can get as much, you know, fishing time as I want. But the most mature businesses, the businesses that A, grow the most, make the most money, and B, are the most impactful, are the ones where you get out of your own head and you really start focusing on how can I make a difference for others? It's not just about, I love fishing, so I'm going to build my business so that I can fish more, or I want to have a Ferrari, so I'm going to build my business so that I can have all the stuff that I want. The most successful businesses are the ones that say, hey, I have a product or service here that can make an impact out Mm -hmm. in the world. If you have a business that is fundamentally focused on impacting lives, serving other people, making an impact, the only way that you can create a sustainable impact is through networking in a community. It's through building community. Purpose organizations are kind of like a match. You light the match. It's great. Everybody sees the light of the match. But then the question is, what is that match going to connect to? And the only way that you can light a match 
that's going to make a sustainable impact in a community is mm -hmm. if you're connected with a bunch of logs in that community. Right. So the logs in any community, yeah. government, business, faith, education, and arts. Right. An organization that starts a food pantry right down the road from another organization that starts a food pantry, that's great. There are passion organizations. You've got two passion organizations. They both care about serving people who need food. The organization that's actually going to make an impact in the entire community and not just for the people that walk into that food pantry are the ones that are going to go out and connect with the other major players in that community. So yeah. if I have two food pantries on the same street and one of them says, you know what? I'm going to be very intentional about building community with my government leaders, with business leaders, with faith leaders, with art leaders, with education leaders. That one that does that is going to, in the long run, it's going to actually create sustainable growth. And they'll probably end up with three or four food pantries or opening a food pantry to somebody else. Mm. That food pantry that's just like, we're the only people that understand food pantryism, and, <laughs> and we are going to, we're going to do it our way or the highway, and nobody else is going to get to play with it. They're not actually yeah. going to create sustainable growth. The same thing is true with a business. Yeah. If my business is only thinking about my own business, what happens in my business, and I'm ignoring the larger, the wider community, right. I'm really stunting the potential growth that my business has. So if you are a leader of a nonprofit organization or a for-profit organization, it is critical that you are intentional to build relationships with government leaders, business leaders, art leaders, faith leaders, uh, education leaders in your community. It'll make all the difference in the world. Well, that's it for today. We do want all of our listeners to remember that you're doing better than you think and you have more potential than you know. And we appreciate you growing with Growability. Thank you for listening to the Growability Podcast. The mission of Growability is to equip leaders to flourish in their life and work by developing vision, rhythm, and community. To discover more ways to flourish in your life and work, visit growability.com and speak with a certified Growability coach. Bernie and Joshua are also available for speaking engagements, workshops, and conferences. Subscribing to this podcast helps Growability equip leaders throughout the world, and we appreciate your support. Please consider sponsoring an episode or sharing with a friend. 